welcome to the Generation Discipleship Podcast. My name is Jake Wiedewalt. I serve as the discipleship pastor here at Generation Church in Clayton, North Carolina, and I'm joined by a special guest. She's new to Generation, well, to the staff. So tell us about who you are. Hey, everybody. I'm Kelly Peterman. I am the new communications director here at Generation. And I'm excited to be here today with you. Yeah, it's going to be so exciting. Kelly works with me in the front office, so I get to annoy her all the time with <laughs> all, the all, time. all of the questions, uh, just interrupting her all the time, never getting any work done. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about who you are. Like, where are you from? How did you get to here? What do you do? How long have you been going to Generation? All of that. All the things. So I was born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona. And my husband and I moved out here about two years ago to the day Mm-hmm. Um, moved straight into Clayton, have really loved it. We did struggle to find a church at first, but we found Generation. We've been coming since the spring of this year, and it has just been mm-hmm. really awesome. So, what, what's your favorite thing about Arizona? I think I like the consistent sunshine, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even though it's okay. hot, I'd rather be warm than cold. I have a friend who's from Arizona, and she swears that it is the best state it's a really good state has a lot to offer although i've heard uh i've never been there but i've heard that it's terribly hot it yeah in the summer it's like opening the oven and walking outside yeah it can be pretty terrible well that's we're happy you're here i'm just getting to know you over the last couple weeks and um I've been love getting to know you and your husband having you guys over for dinner and whatnot which has been great so we are in our devoted theme for the year uh where we've we've focused on many different things um when I say many, I mean three. Uh, but we're, we're in our section of it where we're focusing on prayer. I have a question for you to kick us off. We're talking about prayer today uh, in the podcast. And what has your prayer life looked like over the years? It's a very broad question. I know. It is a broad question. And um, I think it's changed a lot. I think it can change with the seasons of our life, mm-hmm. realistically. Mm-hmm. Um I came to the Lord when I was about 22, 23, so I was not raised in the church, and I was brought in to a very structured type of prayer life, Mm -hmm. kind of taught to have set aside time each day for prayer, Um, and it was a very Mm works-based type of idea. So now it's kind of different. So it started off very structured. I would you know, try to pray every day for at least an hour. I used to help run prayer nights at my first church where we would go at nine o'clock and try to pray for like one to three hours, Mm -hmm. which I will say there's something very special about digging into that, that deep, intimate prayer with God. Um, And also I think just, you know, the spiritual discipline of prayer, like there's nothing wrong with having that structure. But over the years, as I was introduced also to God's grace and, you know, entering new seasons of life and meeting my husband, like it's changed a lot more to praying throughout the day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, saved for the set aside time. Yeah, for like a time slot that you've set aside. Right. So if someone, you know, tells you during the day that something happened and they want prayer before, I would maybe wait or like add it to my prayer list. And now it's like, okay, in this exact moment. I'm going to stop and pray about this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just changed over the years. It's probably a little less structured. Yeah. So now there is still sometimes where it's, you know, set aside dedicated time. Yeah. Other times it might look like praying through 
you know, while I'm reading the Bible. Yeah. You or were, you were telling me when we were talking earlier, and we both laughed about it. So hopefully, you want to talk about it now. <laughs> did you did you used to have a prayer closet? <laughs> so yes, I did. <laughs> I did tell Jake the other day that as a as a new Christian, I'm a very literal person. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and I think it's maybe the King James version. I'm not sure which version says it, but it in Matthew six yeah. says to go into your prayer closet. Yep. And I took that very literally yeah. as a new believer, and I went into the closet to pray. <laughs> yeah, but you like you saying it's funny that you did do that. <laughs> but I do think there's times where like, especially going through like you said like through seasons of life where where you do want to have like a more focused time. Like if you're going through something really hard like grief, that that's a good season to be like, you know what? Intentionally every day, I'm actually going to set aside this hour. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like I think for me, I. I'm like I'm like it, more lined up with what you said kind of towards the end where it's like throughout the day I'm praying. Mm-hmm. Um you know even just yesterday I was on the way to the school to get my kids from school and and I was just thinking about them. And so I I prayed for them in that moment because I had thought about them. I thought about um well more specifically I was thinking man, what kind of homework do they have? Like, what's that going to be like <laughs> when we get home? Like, what's <laughs> what kind of drama is that going to unfold? And in that moment, I was like, well, why don't I just pray for that? Like, And so that's what mm, I did. Love that. Now, all of that thought is like really quick. It's like, oh yeah, what's school going to be like? Homework? Oh yeah, I'm, let me pray for them really quick. So it's just real quick thought. And I think that's the response. Like, that's what the Lord wants from us is, you know, you think about prayer and you kind of hinted at it. Like, it's a conversation, mm-hmm. you know? And so how is over the years, like how have, can you pinpoint a a time or a season where you were like, oh, it's a conversation? I would say once I probably switched churches, it Mm -hmm. became more like that. And when I was more introduced to the grace of God, whereas before I entered prayer with a lot of thanksgiving and praise, which we should. Yeah. Um, Nowadays though, it's like, he really is my father. Yeah. And I can just talk to him yep. about literally anything yeah. and realizing like he's with us right now. Mm-hmm. So we can talk to him as if he is sitting here with us. Yeah. And, he and sometimes <laughs> it's, yeah, sometimes it can be super casual. Sometimes yeah. I'm still really formal. I think it just depends yeah. on what's going on. And I don't think there's a right or a wrong. Yeah. There's a book that talks about this. It's a very quick read. In the, literally, I think it's like the first chapter, it talks about breathing. And the the author of the book compares how how for a human for us if we're not if we don't breathe we are gonna die it's we have to breathe uh, even before we're, we eat even before we we sleep uh, before we need water we have to be it's breathing number one it's number one without it we will die and he compares breathing to the spiritual life that if in in, in terms of prayer that if you're not praying. Like your spiritual life is gonna, it's going to appear dead because you're not communicating with God. Like, and you think about like in like a marriage or like a relationship or, or a best mm. friend or something like that. Like you are communicating with that person. Now sometimes the communications can be more strained because you're confused and you're you feel out of place, and that's okay. God wants sure. that. He welcomes that. He invites it in, and it's like, um, so he compares it to breathing. And I think he even takes it a step further. Um, so not in the book, but then he has also an interview that he does, and he takes it a step further when he says, he starts to talk about breathing and, and, and relates it to different activities that you're doing. So like if you're running, you know, if you're, you're training for a marathon or if you're playing a sport, if you don't, especially like soccer players, football, if you're not focused on your breathing, 
it's going to cause the action that you're doing or the sport or the, the activity that you're engaged in, you're not going to be as good at it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're going to slow down. You're going to get side cramps when you're running a marathon <laughs> like that. Like it's going to happen. And so he compares that too. So for me, when I when I read that, that's really what opened my eyes. I, I for a long time, like when I was younger, even like a teenager and stuff, because I, I grew up in church, mm-hmm. um, I, I viewed prayer as a almost like a vending machine. Sure. Like you show up with your money. So it could be like physical money giving in the offering or whatever. You show up uh, with a talent or you serve or something like that. And you put that that action into the vending machine. Then it's like you can push whatever you want and get back. Right. And that was a terrible way of viewing it. But I did. I think it's really common. <laughs> it is very common. <laughs> and And here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with starting there. Like if you're just right. starting to process prayer and that's your view of it, like great, you have a you have a really good place to start because now you can start to see like what you said, the grace, um, the grace that overflows um, and makes prayer less of a vending machine and mm-hmm. more of a relationship. Like it's it's the way in which you communicate. How do you see that play out in marriage or like relationships? Like when you're praying more, praying less, do you feel like that affects those things? I think when I stay in better communication with God, it just makes me better in my relationships. Like I'll have more patience. I'll have more grace. I'll be more open to like, you know, whatever the conversation is, um, being able to just listen better. Yep. I don't know, put, you know, put my best me forward for that person because ultimately it's God that's going to fill us up. Yep. Yep. And so if we stop going to the source, we're yeah. going to have nothing to give. Well, and I feel like it, it makes it easy to surrender sure. when you're in communication with him. I say it makes it easier to surrender because if I'm in you know communication with him daily or whatever it is, uh, hourly, mm-hmm. uh, like even this morning, I was in the office with Kelly and I'm like, <laughs> man, I need Jesus right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need him. Like even in those little moments, like the pause and just even in your own head, pray, like hand it over to God, whatever the situation is. I've seen that like affect my marriage. I've seen it affect my relationship with my kids. And I think I'm going to use a phrase. Uh, we say this in my house a lot. Like, it's not about you. Die to self. Hmm. It's not about you. Die to self. Just because it's not. It's not about us. It's right. about it's about the relationships with other people, but primarily the relationship with God. And it's it's an outflow of that relationship with him that then he's going to use us. Mm-hmm. For me, it's this realigning my thoughts with God by communicating with him. Right. You know? Well, and then your thoughts are lining up with his, your heart is lining up with his. Yeah. And it makes you more open to, I think the Holy Spirit's leading the more connected you are with him. Yes. Well, I I read this book, um, Spiritual Disciplines by a a guy named Donald Whitney. It's it's technical. The whole title is uh, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. And it's a really good book. It's something that a pastor one time showed me. And um, he said, I read through this book constantly. Like I'm, it's, just, it's constantly on repeat. Mm-hmm. So uh, I might read, and I was telling Kelly, like I might read this book like for you know, 15 pages or something of the book. And then two weeks will go by, I won't read any of it. And then I'll read like a whole chapter. So I'm just constantly reading it. And then when I get to the end of the book, I restart it. And in the book is a spiritual discipline, but in it is a chapter about prayer. And he says this thing uh, right before he really dives into explaining what prayer is and like why we should be doing it. He says this, 
It's very easy to make people feel guilty about their failure to pray. And that's not the intent of this chapter, but, and this is where it gets really good, (laughs) but we must come to grips with the fact that to be like Jesus, we must pray. To be like Jesus, we must pray. Now, having seen and felt the grace of God in your own life, how necessary is prayer for you now? I mean, I think to your point earlier when you were talking about relating it to breathing, Mm -hmm. like that kind of hit home for me. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's what all of life has to center around. Yeah. Now, I will say, I don't feel like I pray enough. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody does. I don't think anybody does. You know what I mean? I feel, yeah, like we can always probably pray more to like, to truly pray without ceasing. Yeah. I fall short, you know, a hundred percent. But there's grace. There is grace. grace. (laughs) And that's the beautiful thing about all of it is it's like, I'm overwhelmed by, whenever I go to God in prayer, I am overwhelmed. It's like whatever's going on in my day, like this morning, it was rough, rough morning with people. Sure. And like trying to, just talk with people can be hard sometimes. Yes. <laughs> and this morning was one of those mornings. And I just, as soon as I go to him, it's like I'm just reminded of the grace that mm-hmm. I've received. So like even in that moment, what God, I, I feel like God used me going to him to be like, okay, see people the way I see people. Yes. Like stop, slow down. Yes. It's not that big of a deal. Well, and there really is so much peace. Yeah. Like when you have that relationship built, yeah. I feel like when you enter that time of prayer on Mm -hmm. purpose like it's truly this refreshing yeah like refreshment there's so much peace that waits there in his presence and i don't know there's just something so special about it and the fact that it's it's available all of the time yeah you know like my husband is amazing if i woke him up at three in the morning Mm -hmm. and needed to talk like he would wake up yeah he would talk but the fact that we can truly go to God 24-7. 24/7. He already knows what we need to go it's to him wild. about. You know, but there's just something so special that there is someone that knows us inside and out, mm-hmm. loves us still <laughs> in yeah. spite of that, and is always there for us. Well, yeah, and that's like what you just said. It's good. I was I'm been sitting here over here thinking while you were talking just now, but then you said it. Like, he loves us. Like, we, we just went through a miscarriage, and it was hard. Sure. And um, And we, you know, we found out. And then we went home and we told the kids because mm-hmm. they both knew we were going to have a baby. And so in preparation for what was about to happen, physically about to happen with mm-hmm. our, my wife, Sarah, and spiritually what was about to happen in our home, it was yes. like I wanted to tell them as soon as possible, especially our nine-year-old daughter. And um, so like as a dad, I'm tr- like holding it together, trying not to be overly emotional, sure. trying to be like love them well. Like it's still very emotional, very teary-eyed, but like not losing it. And I remember we got through the, I got through the first day and uh, it was, we found out on like a Wednesday, it was a Thursday night and I just lost it. Mm-hmm. I was like upstairs and I sat down on the bed and I just lost it. She, she came upstairs to do something. The kids were downstairs with her. They were doing homework or whatever they were doing. And she came upstairs <laughs> and I remember she was like, oh, okay. And like, obviously she knew, she, then she also got upset. So she closed the bedroom door, locked the door. And it was like, right in that moment, I was losing it, but God was available. And I knew that. And I just dug right in. And it was so freeing. And God like made things so clear 
to me through that prayer, through that time, like with my wife in prayer, mm-hmm. he made things so clear. And the message that he gave us was like, like, listen, I know what you're going through. Like mm-hmm. I can feel the pain you felt. I felt it on the cross yep. as, as the son felt it on the cross. And as the father, I felt it as I lost my son and sent him to die. And it was like, <sighs> and that was all done through prayer. That just gave me chills. I yeah, mean, it was all done through prayer. Yes. All of that was done through prayer. And, and so in the darkest moments, but in the, even the most successful moments, if we're going to him in prayer, it's this like fresh, renewed, like I said this morning, like I, like I sat down, I, I even told God, I was like, I need a minute. <laughs> like walked out <laughs> of the front office and it was like, God, just like help me. And it was like reminded, see people the way I see people, slow down. See people the way I see people slow down. And it wasn't like an audible thing, but it was a reminder of his grace. Right. And through that reminder of his grace, going to him, it was like, yeah, I need to slow down. I need to see people the way you see people. Um, and it was just so good. Well, and that still small voice, right, that yeah. just kind of sits inside at all times coaching you. It's a still small voice. It's peace. Do you have any closing thoughts? Hopefully people feel encouraged or inspired. Yeah, well, we glad, uh, we're glad you came on the podcast. I know you were nervous. So. Thanks for having me, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Don't love the spotlight. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's it from us, and until next time. Bye.